This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, it is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, September the 19th. And the Phillies beat the Mets yesterday as uh, they have had so many struggles with the Mets all season, finally breaking through after, obviously, they've beaten the Mets in other games, but um, nice to see them beat them yesterday as, obviously, they finally win a series against the Marlins and then lose that last game of the series was frustrating, then they lose against the Mets, both frustrating because while we here at Phillies Day have acknowledged the uh, uh, incredible likelihood the season is over, if they had won those two games, the Braves lost both days. They could have made up some ground with games to play against them, but ultimately um, didn't matter. They do win last night, which was nice to see just for morale. If nothing else, as I said, it's always, um, you know, you want to see them finish out the season strong after such a kind of downturn the last couple months of the season. But um, fun game yesterday. Nola... Um, Labored a little bit, goes five and two-thirds, gives up six hits, uh, nine strikeouts to two walks, gives up two and runs, 104 pitches through five and two-thirds innings. Lasted, just couldn't last long enough, one more out to be able to get through to when the Phillies would end up busting through and getting the lead, so he doesn't get the win for those who care about such things. But um, does keep them in a position to win the game, obviously. Uh, only two earned runs, and then the fifth uh, in the sixth innings, the Phillies bust out of uh, Wilson Ramos, pinch hit, RBI single, Justin Bohr, pinch hit, RBI double, and then Jorge Alfaro, a three-run bomb to put the Phillies out in front, 5-2, to two, as um, Kapler really managed that inning well. <laughs> I mean, you know, two pinch hit decisions, uh, you know, um, unconventional potentially in that spot. Goes with Ramos, who comes through with the RBI single, bore the RBI double. Just a really nice job there for those who, uh, you know, love to uh, to critique Kapler. I think uh, he certainly deserves some credit when credit's due, and I thought he managed that inning in that game really well. Um, and then uh, the bullpen able to shut it down from there as uh, Nishak comes in and gets some critical out when Nola uh, has to get pulled in the sixth. And then after that, uh, Sir Anthony, Tommy Hunter, and Hector Neris pitch the next three innings, shutout innings as the Phillies. Uh, relatively mild-mannered, calm win tonight after that sixth inning. They're able to shut it down after that. No fireworks at the end like we're used to. The Phillies improve um, their record against the Mets this season, which was not hard to do as it is not been good but the Phillies able to come through finally get the job done last night with a win against the Mets uh, one more game in the series uh, Noah Syndergaard against Zach Afflin at 605 tonight we'll look ahead to that coming up and and beyond but 
I wanted to have a little fun today. We've talked a lot about how we're looking ahead to 28, uh, 2018 offseason and the 2019 season and the potential for this team and how big an offseason is. But um, I also wanted to take some time and look back on this season and have a little fun today. And speaking of a win last night with the Phillies, I want to go through and do some winners and losers for the 2018 Philadelphia Phillies season. There'll be some player things, some theme things, some coaching things in here. So let's dive in and we'll see if you agree with me. Let's start off with an obvious player one because um, when you think of the number one winner from this season, and he was on the hill last night, as I mentioned, couldn't get the win, but still... Just uh, a breakout, bust-out season for Aaron Nola, in my mind. Um, again, just burst onto the scene, put himself in the Cy Young discussion, at times MVP discussion when the Phillies were contending. The best player on this team, the most important player on this team, and uh, his ceiling is just shot through the roof at his age of 25 to be as good as he is and to have progressed as, as quickly as he has. Um, the sky is the limit for him in terms of being a top-five type pitcher in baseball. And uh, that is really exciting stuff. On the flip side, loser, how about that Jay Garrietta? I mean, we got to call it out, right? For $30 million this year, I, I know um, Joe DeCamera said on the WIP Midday Show, and I, you don't really think about it this way, but that is the largest amount of money any Philadelphia athlete has ever earned for a single season. I mean, that is insane. And guess what? He certainly did not live up to it. And I know at times he was good and... For the most part, he was a big disappointment and certainly over the last couple of months when the team has struggled has been bad. And I know the defense hasn't helped him out a ton. There have been times where, uh, you know, he's probably pitched better than the numbers say or the runs bore out. But Jake Arrieta, an incredibly large disappointment in year one of this contract. Not great considering two more years left. We'll see how it plays out. But I think certainly a loser this season in the winners and losers club let's stick with another player one and this one pains me to do it as i've been a huge proponent of the loser we'll get to at times but the winner here roman quinn and he's managed to stay healthy for the most part and when he's played he's been great you know average over 300 which has been a uh, a real rarity with this team this season almost a unicorn type thing uh, obviously fun on the base pass. I've seen very few guys who fly like him. Um, I mean, he hits a ball in a gap. That's a double for 99% of players, or really 90% because for some players it's probably single and he turns into a triple. He's awesome. Fun to watch. Good defender, all that stuff. Uh, if he could stay healthy, the future potentially bright on the flip side, I think a clear loser from this season. And it pains me again to do it as I have been hashtag pro but Odubo Herrera, just a uh, uh, real disastrous type of season. As, you know, he had made progress. He had turned himself into a really solid Major League Baseball player. Sure, one who made some boneheaded gaffes, for sure. And one who ha- would have prolonged streaks of struggles. But he always bounced back before and would have these massive hot streaks. And, Again, used to play really good defense in this season after the start that he had where for a month plus he had the on-base streak, he's hitting in the mid-300s, and then it just all came crashing down. And from that point onward, it never got any better. Certainly 
uh, a loser-ish season in the context of what we're talking about, the winners and losers of the season. Certainly one of the losers, Odubo Herrera's. His future is certainly a little more in doubt. I think, look, the contract they have him on is is an outstanding contract. Even if he's a bench guy, it's not that expensive. You know, if he's a platoon guy, but certainly a, a bummer uh, of a season on the whole for Odubo Herrera. All right, uh, let's get to another player one, but a little bit of a different twist on it. Let's go with early season slash fresh Sir Anthony Dominguez versus overworked Sir Anthony Dominguez. Look, I think we've seen how nasty this kid is when he's on and when he is uh, fresh and especially early on. And he's a weapon. He's an exciting piece to this team moving forward in that pen. But we also saw that a lot was put on his shoulders, and at times it kind of got a little too much. And obviously with the overworking and when he was pitching on less rest and all that, he, he the numbers certainly bored out. So fresh versus overworks for Anthony, I think, is a, a good one as well. And uh, just sticking with the players, and we'll get to some other stuff as well, but one more players one here that I want to mention just because it's kind of more of a theoretical one, I guess not theoretical, but, uh, you know, ephemeral or whatever you want to say. But I'm going to go with a winner uh, as I just to address the the moves. And Justin Bohr has been fine. But Estrubal Cabrera, um, of course, um, the other moves with, uh, you know, Justin Bohr again, fine. Estrubal Cabrera, Joey Bats, just like whatever. And uh, Wilson Ramos has been good, but... I'll say Wilson Ramos's debut in and of itself is a monster winner. As that was about as fun a debut as we remember here in Philly. Just the, you know, just short of the homer, he has the two doubles and the triple. Just a uh, awesome, hey, I'm here kind of moment. And uh, Ramos in general has been a nice acquisition. He's obviously had the injury issues and hasn't been able to play as much as you would hope. But um, outside of that, certainly. And again, they didn't give up much to do these moves, but they certainly didn't help the way they would have hoped they would have. All right, um, let's do a coaching one here as uh, not the one you're thinking of. We'll get to that coming up. But uh, I'm going to go with a uh, a winner and a loser here being winner Rick Franitz because that guy did such an awesome job with this staff this season. We Obviously, the team fell apart at the end of the season, but you know the uh, reason they were even in a position to contend at the end of the season was because of how good that starting staff was, and the bullpen obviously had their moments of struggle, but for the most part, a a better season than than not comparatively. But really, that starting staff and what Kranitz has done, Nola got better outside of Arietta, who's a veteran and whatever. Pavetta took a step forward. Eflin took a step forward. Even Vincent Velasquez, who obviously has reverted back at times, but he has taken steps forward, at least for stretches of two months at a time. Vincent Velasquez was the best I've ever seen him since he's been in Philadelphia on a consistency basis. So I think Rick Kranitz did a a great job this year and and certainly earned his paycheck as the pitching coach. And I think uh, I'm excited to see what he could do with another offseason to work with these guys. On the flip side, I think you have to say loser John Maley, the hitting coach, has had just a a rough year, and we really haven't heard his name much. Kapler has been out there kind of taking all the bullets for the entire team and the coaching staff, but 
Yeah, look, what can you say about Maley? What has he really done this year that's been impressive? There hasn't been really any offensive player who's made significant improvements this season. Certainly guys have gotten, uh, have took steps forward because of growth, because of a guy like Reese Hoskins, obviously, is a, uh, you know, just a really good hitter. And we'll get to a, a Reese winner-loser coming up in a bit, too. But I just don't know what John Maley's done that's really been a positive step forward and obviously the approach at the plate has ruffled some people's feathers and the the you know walks and home runs and strikeouts are a part of it and it's tough to watch and all the stuff but I just think from a fundamental standpoint when you look at guys like Kingery and even guys like um you know Mike Alfranco took a little bit of a step forward, but Aaron Altair was a disaster. Uh, you know, Nick Williams was all right, but O'Double was a disaster. You know, for the most part, it just doesn't seem like Maylee did a ton to um, to improve things when they were struggling, especially O'Double, a really nice example of that. So I will call John Maylee in year one a loser compared to Rick Kranitz, the winner. All right, coming up, we will continue with the winners and losers. I got some some good ones coming up. Obviously, a couple big names we got to get to. One... Uh, one in the in the uh, managerial department and the other potentially above him in the organizational chart. So uh, all that's coming up. And, of course, we'll uh, look ahead to tonight's game. Phillies, Mets, the Cavs. The Phillies maybe can win a series against the Mets. Could you believe such a thing? How fun would that be? All right, all that and more coming up. It's Phillies today. It's James Seltzer. We are coming right back. We are back, diving back into winners and losers. Coming up, we'll look ahead to tonight's game against the New York Mets. But getting back to our winners and losers, our last one, Rick Kranitz and John Maley as Rick the winner and John the loser. Let's go back to a player. The guy I just mentioned, Mr. Reese Hoskins. And uh, this is, again, one of those uh, offbeat ones. But I'm going to go with a winner being Reese Hoskins' legitimacy. And what I mean by that is we all know Reese Hoskins is going to be a really good major league hitter. We feel great about it, and we should. He has put together a 195-200 game stretch that's really impressive, and certainly he's been streaky. Obviously, there are times where he has really struggled, and that happened at important times over the last couple months, but he's also had times where he's been on fire. He had seven home runs in 10 games after the All-Star break, and also the home run derby and all that just kind of legitimizing himself as a a legitimate baseball kind of not quite star level but right below that and I think the future is incredibly bright for him as an offensive player and I think that we're seeing that and have seen that this season and that's uh I think that's a big win on the flip side I think y'all know where we're going with the loser here is uh Reese Hoskins is a left fielder Reese Hoskins just defensively he just looks like he's laboring out there, man. He is so rough. He covers so little ground. The arm isn't great. Um, just not a very good fielder, a, a flat-out bad fielder, and uh, is certainly exposed out there trying to field fly balls in left field and all that stuff. Just a, uh, again, you stick your worst fielder in left field for a reason, but uh, Reese Hoskins taking that uh, that idea to the extreme is – Reese Hoskins, the left fielder, certainly a loser this season. Couple more player ones, and then we'll get into the the biggies. Uh, as uh, this one, I think maybe the most obvious one you can think of if you're catching on to the fact that I'm doing the same player for winners and losers at times. Whatever, it's my game. I can do whatever I want. Uh, 
Carlos Santana, clear winner and loser. The first four months of Carlos Santana, a disastrous, awful loser. I think we can all agree on that. He walked. He got on base. Um, he still hit well with runners in scoring position. He added something. And again, for those who want Hoskins at first base, a very fair call just because of how terrible left fielder he is. But um, Santana is certainly a better first baseman than Hoskins. There's no question about that. But, uh, of course, the winner here is the last two months of Santana, who's been bar none the best hitter on this team for two months now. And every night hits. Last night, a couple more hits. He's just um, he's showing the guy that they signed. And if they get the guy that we're seeing the last two months next year, then this contract is worth it. That's the type of player they signed, and he's been really good. It's just kind of happened when the games haven't mattered quite as much and they've fallen out of it, at least part of it. He's played well in August, too, which mattered. So um, I'm I'm at least a lot more bullish about the Santana future here, and the uh, last two months have been great, so that's certainly a win. Uh, one more player, win-loser here, and again, the same player. Let's go with uh, a winner and loser here, and Jorge Alfaro's, Arm and power, I think, are both clear winners. And athleticism, you can even throw in there, too. But we really got to see the display this year of, A, his ability to just gun people out with amazing, epic throws. He is one of the best arms I've ever seen for a catcher. He's made some of the most athletic plays I've ever seen by a catcher. And... As we saw last night, he has the ability to just murder baseballs and hit them a ton. Uh, definitely has the longest home runs on the team this season. So all that is super fun and super rare in a catcher. And he's had a really nice season. But uh, the loser with Alfaro, of course, is the inability to block the plate, the struggles defensively, the bone-ended decisions he makes at times, and, of course, the giant hole in his swing that allows him to strike out way too often. But I think on the whole, a, a real good season for Alfaro moving forward. I think you have to feel good about it. Um, look, John Maley needs to earn some money and correct that hole in the swing. All right, one more kind of ephemeral one, and then we'll get to to Kavler and Klintag, as you know it's coming. The ephemeral one, I'm going to go with the winner being fan interest and passion for the team again as – I know a lot of it's been negative lately, but and a lot of it's been negative for Gabe Gabler all season, but I think that for the first time in a long time, people were interested in the Phillies again. People cared whether they won or lost. People were angry when they, you know, dovetailed the season or, or just cratered the season over the last two months because they cared, because they were invested, and they wanted to see this team go to the playoffs, and they expected it, so... I think that's a huge win that people are back invested. And I think it sets up a very important off season to capitalize on that excitement. Even though of course the season has ended with a sour note, I think that can be helped by off season moves. But I think the interest and passion being back is a huge, huge win. Conversely, I think people showing up to support the team more of a loss as we did not see nearly enough. Uh, you know, sellout crowds, pack crowds at Citizens Bank Park this summer when this team was playing winning baseball. And I understand it because it takes time for people to buy back in and to go down there again and remember what it's like and train themselves to go. But get on board because this team is heading in the right direction. And as I've said many times, I think this offseason is going to be huge 
But regardless, I think uh, certainly a loser in the sense that we did not get enough people down there to support a fun team while they were while they were competing. All right, last two, as we discuss Kapler and Klintak. I'm going to go with, and uh, I will start with the loser for Kapler being Kapler's public image as, oh my God, I don't remember anyone coming into Philadelphia immediately and being so disliked uh, off the jump. I know Chip Kelly eventually got there, but most people liked him at the beginning. I know there were definitely the detractors and they were right and all that, but I can't remember someone just coming into Philly and, and and a managerial or coaching or whatever type of spot and just being so universally disliked from the jump. And look, I get it, the positivity, the different way of doing things. We've talked about this before, but I certainly think that the way the season kind of went downhill and Kapler, despite the fact that I think, you know, I don't know what Kapler could have done. I think he's done a really good job, but I think the positivity along the way and all that has rubbed people the wrong way. And I think that his persona, the image, what people think of him right now is certainly um, more on the loser side than the winner side, the way the season is shaken out, which is funny because my quote unquote winner for Gabe Kapler is that I think he's a good manager and I think he had a really good season. So I think overall he is a winner this season. I think we saw it again last night. He's got a good feel for this now. He's starting to understand what to do. He's a baseball guy, a baseball lifer. He played in the league for 10 years plus. Like He's starting to understand the managing thing. He's making better decisions. He's trusting his guys. He's understanding what works and what doesn't. And yeah, he's positive, especially with the media, but... Again, that's just who he is. He's not going to rip his players in public. Just, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Just enjoy the fact that I think he's a pretty good manager and that he understands the game and understands how to gain advantages. And I think he made a lot more out of a little than most people give him credit for this season. You know, it was not a stacked roster as we discussed. It was a terrible defensive team as we discussed. So I'm giving Gabe Kapler a winner check mark for the 2018 season. Last one, Klentak. And uh, I will go loser first, winner again. I think Klentak, on the whole, and I think he's more kind of in the middle. It's a wait and see, to be real. But I'll go loser in the sense that the moves that he made at the deadline really didn't work out, and they underrated getting a starting pitcher. They underrated getting a relief pitcher, and they were kind of halfway in and halfway out. And I'm fine with them not giving up anything for the future, but... They also got guys who took away development time in that case because they were, you know, kind of trying to half contend. So I think you can criticize him for that. And, of course, I think when you look at the Arietta signing, for sure, and then the Santana one, at least to a certain point, I'm still bullish on the future of that deal because he's looked so good the last couple months and is a really good hitter. But I think on the whole, you have to give Clintac losses for that right now. I think the winner here, though, is a predictive winner. And I know that won't matter for much, but I think the Phillies are going to have a big offseason. I've said it before. I think it's Harper. I think it's Machado, one of the two. Who knows? Maybe both. Probably not, but you never know. I think they're going to make moves. I think they're going to shape this team. And I think Matt Klintak, when we look back at it, is ultimately going to be a winner because of the roster and the organization he's put together right now. So we can't underrate that when we're just looking at the deadline moves and all that and how it played out and the, the signings because he's done a lot of good as well. So big off season, biggest off season for Klentak for sure. It will shape his tenure. 
this off season. So uh, exciting stuff. We'll obviously talk about that coming up. Of course, tonight, 6.05 start the New York Mets uh, in town for one more. Noah Syndergaard against Zach Eflin, an early start. So make sure you get in front of a TV to check that out or listen to the radio. Of course, Scott and Larry do such a great job. With that, and then tomorrow, Vincent Velasquez starts the series off against Atlanta, a series that we had so anticipated, and now unless the Phillies run uh, run the table, it's not going to mean much. So hopefully, uh, either way, like I said, I hope they can just play tough and uh, and finish out the season strong, which would be nice to see with the way that, uh, again, it's kind of gone downhill and They've struggled so much, but again, look, they won a series against the Mets. If they can win, uh, win a series against the Marlins, ooh, and tonight they can maybe win a series against the Mets, and then maybe you just keep winning some series and finish out a little stronger than people expected. Either way, we'll be here to talk about it all and to look ahead and look back and continue to have a little fun as we round out what ultimately has been a really fun season to, to talk about and to uh, to get excited about the future as well. So uh, thank you for listening to Phillies today. Until Tomorrow, keep it here. We get you covered all day long right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.